This is Jim, and welcome to Second Chance Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to Second Chance Moped Podcast. I'm in the basement. It was 50-something degrees out, and guess what I did? Didn't fucking ride a moped. Why? Because it's been a week from hell at work. But it wasn't my hell. Like, I was a part of it. Big issues. It was terrible. Um, we got a outside vendor of ours running to Virginia right now to get parts because Atlantic Crossroads. But things happen. Uh, we'll just we're just working through it. Um, yeah. So, but apparently, I can moped things really well at work. You know, didn't know anything about a pallet wrapper. Completely fixed that and got it re going again. You know, so I got that <laughs> going for me. I don't know, people like it's it's uh, probably the later time I later stirring time I've ever done a podcast on a Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> um, it's you know I I pushed my guest off because I was a bum yesterday. I I you know I'm I'm working eleven hour days and you know I don't like working eleven hour days because I've done the I just don't I make good enough money where. I don't. Anyways, I'm excited because I started on the Baker's build. I started playing with some stuff. Things are going to be rad. Oh, I'm pissed I didn't get to ride today. Pissed, but I did get to the gym. Got the mental health thing going. Uh, I'm happy. I'm not going to talk about weight loss, but you know what? I'm pretty happy with it. Um, stretching, like not 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 winded walking upstairs anymore. That's always good. But I, I'm also excited about my guests because I have actually – probably one of the first followers of his moped club on Instagram. Just cause I don't know. I loved I love to see the new stuff. Like, and I'm new. I still, I'm still new and I'm not going to ever be not new. I will always be new and I want to remain teachable like that. Um, and I had, but other than some bike stuff, I know nothing about this person. That's what I fucking love. I love to get to know people. There's so many rad people in the moped community Everybody's rad until you're not, though. Just remember, like, that's that's just uh, the way I, I treat everybody in life. You're rad until you're not. And I'm generally not that rad. So trust me, I know this. Um, but I'm going to have my guests introduce himself. So I'm Matt Grubb of the Boar Lords. Uh, I live in Farmington, New Hampshire. And uh, I'm a parts manager at a local body shop. But... um other than that i would be considered a poop guy you know okay. i got a couple of maxis uh a pinto i just acquired that was a pretty fun endeavor um another uh testament to the community being so great but um yeah other than that i'm just just me uh our group is yeah. well we'll one slow guy. down we'll slow down don't worry about okay. it guy uh <laughs> it's matt right yeah, Matt. Okay, I dude, me and names when I first meet people, like it's twenty it's thirty ninety rule. Thirty percent oh, yeah. of the Rhine, thirty percent of the time. I or was it ninety percent of the time of thirty percent of the time I'll never remember the name. Let's figure that one yeah. out. But I, I if I say Matt a few times, I got a, I got a decent, decent, decent time to remember it. But hey, that's awesome. Parts manager, body shop, dear to my heart, grew up in a body shop. Um, you know, DA is painful to me. Like I can go fast, but oh my God, like painful, painful. It's 
Yeah. But it's I started still... up doing paint prep and, and then moved up from that to doing pretty much a desk job, but it, it's I'm still in it and involved in it every day. So I'm adjacent. I was uh I'm actually a pretty good painter. I mean I don't wanna like it's been a few okay. years, but like I got taught by hands down the best painter ever. Like Kevin Knudsen, I will say this. And Kevin's a pretty cool cat and he's a pretty humble guy. But when it comes to it, like you ask him, he goes, solvent for solvent, nobody's better. Nobody's yeah. faster, nobody's solvent for solvent. I mean, he had he used to have Rick Hendrick haul him up like once a quarter for about three years trying to get Kevin to come work at one of his, I think his Porsche dealerships. Like yeah. he goes, didn't want to fucking move. You gotta be pretty good for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's a crazy Iwegian, so there's yeah. something to be said there. Yeah. But here, Matt, on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we'll go through people's moped journey. I the very first time I ever saw a moped, do you know? To Smile Ride, Mill Parlor Journey, what's it like today? So, Matt, let me ask you this. What was your very first memory of ever seeing a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but you can conceptually remember that was a moped. So this is easy because it wasn't that long ago. So in 2018, I was hanging out with my friend Carl. I had just met him. I was playing disc golf a lot, and I I'm met sorry. him at a course. No, I'm fucking with you. I used to play a lot of disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you, you can meet some characters, but it, it was pretty oh, fun for a while. Dude, I haven't touched it in years. But starting out meeting him there, you know, I didn't see it coming. But I, he owns a farm. Okay. Or a farmhouse, and he brought me over there one time and said, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna go for a ped ride?" And I'm like, "A what?" He's like, "A ped ride." And then I was, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. So he brings me out to his barn, opens it up, and he's got probably four or five maxis lined up with a couple hanging on the wall, parts everywhere, exhaust hanging from the ceiling, handlebars everywhere. I'm like, "Ooh, what is this?" Mm -hmm. So my first experience was walking into a horde, and. Mm -hmm. uh, he just that's not a hoard. That's not a hoard. That's no. a nice collection. You <laughs> was, watch your watch your watch your watch your mouth, son. Oh, no, <laughs> we actually pulled from that many times, so I, I'm pretty appreciative of it. But you know, he fired one up and I jumped on a bog stock blue maxi. And mm -hmm. you know, I weighed 225 pounds, so it, it didn't move quick, but I followed him around the farm. And these are all very loved on bikes. So mm -hmm. they're covered in mud and detritus and fun stuff. So mm -hmm. <laughs> bouncing around through the woods and going down trails, I pretty much had the best experience you could have on a moped my first time. And I had never even seen one before, just looking at it and conceptualizing. So it has pedals, it's got a moto, it's got both. It's got big wheels, not little wheels. And it's not a scooter. You said it's not a scooter. Okay, it's not a scooter. Got that down quick. But mm -hmm. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have any other recollection of ever seeing one other than classic, you know, sit-down style scooters my whole life. So yeah, yeah. it all came all at once for me. And then I said, "This is great. Uh, I want in, but yeah. <laughs> I want one that you had." So he has an, a Maxi S that's purple, a seventy-five. And I said, "I want one, but I want a purple one. I'm not getting in unless it's purple." In okay. two days, I found me one down the street. So why purple? I got to ask. Yeah, purple. It's the color of royalty, man. It's the perfect color. I don't know why everybody doesn't have a purple bike. See, and I will say this. I respect everybody's color palette. 
But for myself, if you've listened to the show long enough and you've heard it, I fucking hate purple. Like, <laughs> I fucking sorry. hate it. Like, I didn't pick maybe, up that, dude, but... dude, it's probably PTSD from the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not going to lie. I remember 1998. Like, but, dude, that's awesome. Like, I mean, I've seen, like, and I've seen, see I've them, seen unbelievable know? purple car paint jobs. Yeah. Fuck, well, you we, couldn't pay me to take it is... home. <laughs> Really close to uh, Pook Factory Purple is uh, one of the 2018, 2019 Plum Crazy Purples that Chrysler came out with. They, you know, they got like three or four variations depending on where you are in the country. But well, yeah, you start pulling really out those cards, on. brother, and you'll have about ten variants. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so all my fairings, all the crazy, weird custom racks and everything I've built for my bike, all that is plum crazy purple and it's close enough, you know, mm -hmm. but I wanted a purple bike. Uh, you don't see the purple ones too often out there at the rides, yeah. at least in my area. And Carl's got a lime green one too. And you don't, you don't see those too, too often, but those lime green ones are pretty sexy. I think if it's, if it's stock lime green, is it a Bombay Bomb? bombardier is it a bombardier one i don't i'm not sure but i know carl's purple one came from canada yeah and then they'll, we have they'll a... say that they'll say that if they a lot of times if they come from canada and i'm not i'm not a big enough ex, pook expert all the pook people are like what the hell are you do talk about pooks henry oh. you know you've had one in the basement for two years you're talking about building <laughs> well guess what i might talk about building it for a couple more years but who knows um but yeah they're pretty the, i i kind of want i've got a cherry red maxi that i guess some people desire but like i would love to have one of the green ones i'm not gonna lie yeah so this one's up on the wall it's one that he's got that's got nothing on it it's just mm -hmm. hanging on the wall but you know that was the, the whole reason was just i wanted something different and it was just funny that did not even three four days later he found one in two towns over from him and i walked up to the guy and it, I was too new in the game to realize that it was just a pile of parts that resembled a bike. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, everything's there. And Carl looked it over and he said, well, you know, it's got a lot of mods already done to it. And, and you know, that looks like it's got a kit on it, but they weren't saying anything. They didn't, they didn't know what it was, but it looked like it had a 65 aerosol on it already and somebody had already modified the exhaust and done a couple of fun things to it so he said this is a good place to start so i talked the guy down to like 300 bucks and you, you can't beat that no dude especially your first bike i mean you got some you got some go fast parts it's what you exactly wanted <laughs> 300 bucks dude like yeah that, for a new person I, not in the scene dude that's great pricing that's awesome because like you yeah. hear about people like Graham Motsi, like by like Mr. Moped Factory himself, bought a rusted out Maxi for over five hundred bucks, and like, dude, the gam or you can get them free sometimes. I mean, the gamut yeah. runs everywhere. You know, I have I've gotten them free too, but never got the. Actually, my first two bikes were free. Never mind. Other than that, and I yeah. never mind. I've gotten a free frame. You know, someone gives you a frame. You know, it's got no motor. They don't need it. So here you go. That sits in the corner, and then. The other cool thing is I have a sandblast cabinet, so that opens up so many opportunities of fixing things that nobody else wants to touch. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what it looks like to me as long as you get the rust off and clean it up. But um, a 
back to the kit on that bike that I first got, that, that 65 that it came with is the same 65 I'm running now and have ridden every mile of every ride I've been on the past year. So it's got, I got it used and then beat the snot out of it for four years now and it's still carrying me. Dude, that's awesome. That's probably some new old stock stuff where I think the tolerances were a little bit better, a little oh, bit closer. I, so far over 400 degrees. It's And it's just, you ride and don't even realize it, that something's going wrong. I love them. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, if you don't have an air leak, generally <laughs> can get away with that. But if you have an air leak, it will show up at 370 because I'm, I'm really convinced, at least for Hobbit's, like that is the detonation uh, temperature because I have fucked up a lot of kits at 370 degrees. Oh yeah, I got to start getting well versed in Hobbit. As no, you as... don't, don't, don't because it's... oh, I have to, man. That's one of the things I was just given, and when you're given something like that, you got to follow it till the end. Hell yeah. Um, would you get given to you, or would you get? Okay. So. Two great guys, you probably already know them, but uh, Brian Phillips and uh, Noah Pyramid Whale. Uh, no, uh, Brian is a fucking gem of a human being. Like, yes, he is. He's, you kind of want to hate him because he's so nice. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. he fed me so much at the last rally I was with him. I didn't want to see him anymore. We were, I was like about to get in my car and he's handing me pancakes as I'm walking to my car. But, these guys are they're my fairy god uh parents there because mm -hmm. they got together and said you know what we want to give matt a bike and what do we got laying around and they said well we got this hobbit that pretty much everything's there there's a pa 52 78 so they they hobbled, or brian hobbled together a bike and dropped it off to me at i think it was yeah when we met at i think it was the the brapple fest thing the brapple picking that uh, the holy smokes puts on in burlington yeah benny and kate i can't yeah. take it how cute they are okay <laughs> anytime anytime they can bring that up i just got you they know. are the perfect fucking obnoxious. Moped. okay moped okay. couple perfect great people great guys the whole the whole crew i mean that place was great but yeah that being out at that rally and being handed a bike and me being all into pooks, I've I've only ever worked with, you know, Maxis and Magnums, E50s, ZA50s, that this is totally new to me, starting over at day one, all the new, the same anxieties come back, all the stuff you don't know anymore, you're going to ruin stuff, you're going to break things, finding new things every day, but, mm -hmm. you know, I can't thank them enough just for giving me a bike. Oh yeah, dude, that's rad as hell, that's rad as hell, dude. But tearing it down, it's it's got like most of the stock mods already done to it. But they uh, also threw me a Stocko Shocko kit. And uh, is it new or used? It's probably used. Okay. Well, I was gonna say then it's already got it seized because like that kit, I I've I've had like three of them, and like thirty miles in, it seizes. Like I don't like I check ring gaps like. The first time, obviously, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but then the second time, checked ring gap, checked everything, boop, fucking locked up. to do with iron? You know, iron, cast iron over, yeah. what, nickel or something like that? It's just It's, it's not a nickel-line oh. cylinder, though, so it's just fucking weird. 
and then like i honestly have seized it in the same spot on the road twice two different <laughs> shock it's like what the f like but then <laughs> but then you um sand it out and then you put it back together and when it gets kind of it's a little cold-blooded then because like it'll kind of run it's got to run on choke kind of run it'll run like shit but once it gets up to temp beautiful so no i'm a big fan of the stocko shaco it's my it's my first move into variation you know i've never touched any of that it's all new it's all yeah thing. they love rpms don't be afraid to twist them that's why I... oh that's what i've been hearing I'm, I'm definitely going to have to uh, at least start out small to figure out what it even does. <laughs> GPS, dude. Like, that's the best thing for it. Like, just dropping weights, GPS, watch that head tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So, you got a bike given to you, uh, yeah. which is rad as hell. But, like, talk about, like, your first group ride. That's, what I, that's the oh. shit I love. Like, your first group ride. Like, obviously, you and your buddy... We're hit, hanging around, riding, yeah. doing that stuff, but like. So my first group ride was actually me alone with, with nobody I had known really in the community yet. Uh, there's a, actually, there's a guy on the seacoast, uh, Mike Houlihan. He's a mass boy on Moped Army. Um, he posts a ride every year. It, it kind of slides around. Sometimes it's in the end of the summer, sometimes it's in the fall, but mm-hmm. um, it goes from Newburyport, Massachusetts, all the way up the uh, coast of New Hampshire till you get to Portsmouth, stops in Portsmouth. Then we go north a little bit, touch Maine, turn around and come back. So technically you can say you've been to three states in one day. Awesome, and, dude, that's uh, right. You know, between 60 and 70 miles, depending on how many stops we take and things like that. but. I didn't know anybody showed up with the 65 maxi, not knowing if I was going to be able to hang barely doing 41, 42 miles an hour. And it was great. You know, I received a lot of good information from people. Um, Everybody was really helpful. Um, There was a lot of things that I didn't know, obviously from just being a hermit and only getting my information from the internet and what little bit, Carl was showing me when I started out, but yeah, it, uh, but isn't that rad dude, you can show up to somewhere and like, I just got like a notification, like the great Tampa rally of 2020, uh, that entered like, for some reason, Google, like made a slideshow for me. It's not for, I think it was like <laughs> February 8th, but like, dude, I flew down to Florida, not knowing anybody. I got a loaner from a guy, uh, Nick Claven. Yeah set me up with a loner um and it was fucking rad i got to meet like i met maddie Bo there like me and him are probably he's probably one of my best long distance friends because like we just pick up the phone right where we left off met conan down there and then i bumped into people i knew like uh ryan go and stuff like that like i kind of knew ryan but i really didn't know ryan but it's like i was welcomed in though I was welcomed in and that's what the community does. And it's, you know, up here in New England, there's little pockets. So like you'll Mm -hmm. have Connecticut people, your Rhode Island guys, you know, the Massachusetts folks. So like when, no matter where you go, you show up and they're like, 
excited that you're there. Oh, you made it, you know, like it's every little journey that it takes to get there four or five hours, whatever it's, it's worth it. You go and it's like, you've been there the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. No dude. And that's, again, that's what's great about the moped community. They just make you feel a part of. Yeah, there were, I've done more rides in 2023 than I had in all four years combined. It was like, it all came at once. I didn't want to go until I knew I could hang, you know, after I didn't want to be the guy in the truck and (laughs) half of the rides out here, we don't have a chase vehicle. You know, it's, you hang and bring a lock. That's all you gotta do. Bring a lock (laughs) and an Uber app, brother. Bring a lock a plan you know you gotta have you know <laughs> dude there's people in there's a people in established moped clubs that like i've never seen them finish a rally like that's like you know <laughs> so don't it, it, feel bad about like if you can't keep up dude 2024 is the year of the 24 mile an hour moped i'm coming to <laughs> fuck up chase i'm gonna be going 24 <laughs> mile an hour chase is gonna have to be behind me and they're gonna have to deal yeah, showing up in the back with the PA-51. Fuck yeah, dude. Just chilling. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I'm bringing stock chows. Fuck them. It, it, it always blows me away that you know people are willing to travel that far and go to a crazy rally, and they bring like their weirdest project that it's got like three miles on it. That's confidence. I can't do that. It took me probably a year, a whole year of just being sad and watching everybody go. The first year I saw Acadia, I was so depressed. I did not go. That was, <laughs> I was like, I should have gone, man. I should have gone. And then I was, well, I looked at the videos and I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to get up that mountain, but so what? That's what I thought. But yeah, but I so looked, what? Not like looking at it. I, I was Acadia like, this year. who cares? Like you would, dude, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like that's, that's, what's so awesome about it. It Like it takes that push to go and do your first one and to, you know, slide on your face if you have to, but you get there. Jump in the, as they always say, like a expression around here is jump in the freaking lake already, dude. Just do it. Yeah. Just jump. Like I went to Chicago and broke a freaking throttle cable and I just hung out with friends. And like, again, that's, what's rad about the moped community. You meet some of these people, you're not a bummer. And like you can just have fun without mopeds, yeah. even. Man, I've broken a throttle cable on a ride. It was actually that first ride I went on where we were stopped at a gas station about to head home. The sun's going down, so it's like time is of the essence, gotta get moving so we don't have to ride in the dark if we don't want to. Mm-hmm. So everybody's complimenting, Oh wow, your bike looks really nice. This is really cool. Hey, it's been hanging pretty good this ride. And a couple of compliments. Everybody starts up, hit the throttle, knife comes right off. <laughs> but he's geared up, ready to go. And I'm like, okay, uh, thanks for jinxing me. <laughs> Dude, that's good, though. Like, you got hey, that out of the way. And then everybody got together, got me a cable. I stuck a new one in there, and we hobbled it home. Mm-hmm. Well, I dude, also... that, that's like people got me a cable. It's still broke. And then Ryan Go called me way too early on a rally weekend. Dude, do you need a cable? I got another one. I'm like, no, I'm broken too. I'm good. So on that same, at the end of that ride, we uh, we stopped for ice cream. And then as we're leaving, you know, I'm noticing I hit the throttle and I'm just like immediate clutch engagement, wicked sluggish. I'm like, what is going on? There's only 10 miles or so left in the ride, whatever. I'll hobble it home. So I get it back. Don't think about it. 
a couple of days later, I go out to the garage. Oh, I should give it an oil change. I, I kind of beat on it. It deserves it. Breach underneath, and I have no drain plug. <laughs> so who knows how many miles I was riding that thing with no fluid in it. But if anybody questions the durability of the E50, it'll run with no fluid in it for many moons. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Like, um, I've seen, I've ridden with pooks that have, uh, I don't know what Lee did. If he um, broke a clutch spring or what, but his, I just remember that like his clutch was locked up and like my clutch spring and broke. So like we couldn't stop anymore at any lights and we're just a couple assholes yeah. like making circles, trying <laughs> to follow some laws in the, like, St. Paul's not sketchy at all, but in the sketchiest part of St. Paul, it's like people don't give a shit if you run a red light here, just do it. Like, but dude, that's yeah. that's some of the fun is the struggle of like making a broken bike limp its way home. Right. And then once you do that once or twice, you, you know, you know what tools you need and what spare parts you need. Oh, no, I ain't bringing that. shit with me, homie. Lock in an Uber. Like I said, if Oof. it can't, if it can't I'm move, not... fuck it. I'm not at veteran difficulty yet, Jim. I'm it's, not. No, it's just I don't want to work on anything. I'm lazy. <laughs> it's <laughs> locking in Ubers, my friend. Because then I always have the issue. Maybe you do or don't. I never have the right tools. See, I have a meticulously hand-selected little tool bag. Nice. That back of my bike yeah it adds some pounds but it's got every small version of what i need to strip that bike down on the side of the road maybe weighs like three pounds well that's awesome you got a good setup it's if you switch everything over to allen and then you got everything pretty much uniform with a couple of adjustable wrenches you take the whole thing apart that's actually a really that's a really good way to go dude it's like I'll give you a, I'll give you a thumbs up that Al switching stuff over to Allen's hell yeah dude smart and smart I, I always carry way too much gas anyway so it's it's I'm always taxed so what's a couple of pounds more with a couple of tools <laughs> oh you you're you bring spare gas I man I'm the the most cautious rider I usually bring two extra liters and a full tank I got them on canteen pouches on the sides of my seat but the but, thing about it is here's a little thing to kind of think of look around at the other bikes if nobody else is if nobody else is carrying gas you probably don't need to because they're gonna make enough gas stops well i'll agree with you but i will say i've been on enough rides to know nine out of ten of those people will go anybody got gas at some point during the ride <laughs> i know what you say fuck them they didn't bring their own gas no but right. <laughs> I brought a whole gallon up Cadillac Mountain at Acadia. <laughs> and at the top, I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> Dude, because you're trying to be... Uh, oh, you're, no. you're, you're a good Boy Scout, dude. You're prepared. Like, I'm I, a terrible... I'm I was a terrible Scout, Boy Scout. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Like, dude, that's way to be prepared. Like, that's yeah. awesome. But, like, again, I'm lazy as fuck. Well, I'm not lazy. I'm just busy and, like forgetful and head injury whatever dude like <laughs> it's like hey you make it work but i mean if you don't have it somebody else does like somebody's axle nut came off and i happen to have an extra one double nutted on my axle for that very reason here you go it's yours now 
dude you're the hero of the day like my buddy paul over uh west st paul like i forget who it was i forget her name she's a green bastard um anyway she was like looking around for some nuts and bolts i'm like aha paul is a prepared boy scout let's go talk to paul and see if we can scavenge off his bike and of course paul had it like rock and roll like and speaking of which if anybody can definitely like go out to the black it's not black hills is sioux falls rally this year um i know those guys are gonna put I, I give them a hard time sioux falls is a cool city uh go support that rally dude that's gonna be a good one those guys will put on they'll put on a very fun ride and i'm guessing if i if i realize who is doing the giveaways like um they'll have some good shit so definitely get out there for anybody in the midwest were you gonna go to acadia last year i was going to but it was they scheduled it way too close to Baker's. So I was like, can't do it. It was like within two weeks of Baker's and like, it was very tight. Yeah. 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 That's like the biggest one I can get to other than going to like wizards before, or, you know, Toledo before having to get on a plane. Yeah. Um, I would suggest like try to play. How far are you from Richmond? Virginia? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Southern New Hampshire. I mean, I, bet, I don't think it's gonna I be terrible. Boston, it was like seven hours. <laughs> um, I think Smog Squad is gonna be a huge rally. Like that will be the big East Coast rally. I think this coming year. Like it's Labor Day. Yeah, it's Labor Day weekend. I'm gonna. I'm ninety nine percent sure I'm gonna be there. I got. I already got a place to stay. I gotta figure out if I'm driving or flying. Like, I've driven there. Did I drive there twice? I know I drove there once. I think I flew in. No, I drove there twice. Never mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, it, it's awesome. I've had, I've been so blessed in mopeds, like to have, like, how are we doing? Like, dude, and the, you've got the, you've got the itch too, which is rad, dude. I'm so excited. I just, I, I want to do as many this year as I did last year or more. I, my goal is to get to the point where my boss is upset with the amount of time I'm asking for, <laughs> but just taking Fridays to travel and get there and then find a place to crash and then ride little bikes with a bunch of strangers and degenerates. Dorks. Dorks. The keyword dorks. is dorks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. That's, that's, so your first, um, Big rally was Arcadia. Arcadia. It's, Arcadia not Ar- yeah. it's not Arcadia. I got Mars corrected me on that several times. Um, I yeah. That, that what is it happening this year? I should hit I, it. Yeah, it's, it's usually it's May, right? Yeah, it's like the weekend before. It's the weekend before that campground generally opens. So I think it's like the weekend before Labor Day or Memorial. What what's the May holiday again? The May Memorial, Memorial yeah. Day. Yep. So it, it's usually like the weekend or two weeks before that. Um, I'm sure we'll, I'm just itching for it again. It was so nuts. I didn't think I could do it either, but I mean, there were, there were people there on stock maxis pedaling halfway up, yeah. but I just want to go and do the ring road a couple of times. You, you, I bought the ticket 
went around once and then followed the wrong group out and ended up going down to Bar Harbor and then weather was coming in. But man, if it's set up right, I will pay that 25 bucks and run until my tank is empty around that mountain. Hey, dude, it won't be because you're a prepared Boy Scout. And you oh, right. Get... <laughs> well, when it's empty, I'll fill it back up and do it again. Hell yeah. Um, I got to see, just because I actually want to break at this time, if I fly, I, I if I go, I'm definitely flying. Um, I got to see if I can borrow Zach Campbell's QT50. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I broke it. And he's like, because it literally, it was dying on, long story short, I was in Boston. Um, Zach, I kind of got in tech, just gave me a loaner for the weekend. And I, that QT50 he has is so much fun. I just rode that thing. And um, Saturday night, it was giving me some issues and it died on me to the way to Mars's place. And then, like, as we were rolling into the driveway, like a half a block away, it just shut off <laughs> and rolled in. I'm like, Zach, dude, I, I'm like, I, I was pretty convinced it was electrical. I'm like, Zach, just tell me what I owe you for parts, dude. I'm sorry. He's like, dude, there's nothing wrong with this bike. I'm like, what? But, you know, it was fun times. And Boston's a cool, cool city to ride in. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been down there yet. I mean, there's always this moped church and stuff that I could totally go to. How far um, are you from Boston? From Boston, maybe an hour, hour. And Jesus, 20. dude, get down there! Like, yeah, it's a fun event. Like, always is. When I went down to visit the Brute Squad over the summer when they did the salty run, I. I think it was only like three and a half hours, maybe four to go all the way down there. Yeah. Yeah, dude, definitely get to like, go check out uh, the moped church and like see what shenanigans they got going. It's uh, it's, it's such a fun group of people. Anybody who has like a community that does like public events like that, dude, thumbs up. That is so awesome. And that's how you grow other than just meeting at a bar on a Thursday. Like, it's like, okay, dude, like that stuff, like so many clubs out there are doing stuff like that, which is awesome, dude. It's again, a way to foster and build a community. Right. And I mean, like I had tried jumping into it, but the us as a club is it's really just me and Carl to begin with, you know, it was the, 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 the title, came from Carl. It was his idea. He's always had a dream. He was like, I'd really like a group called the Borlords. And I was like, well, we can make that happen. But it's every time we get a third man or a fourth man, they just, they kind of peter out. They don't stick around, but it's kind of a lifestyle. You know, it's not really a group like uh, we have meetings or we come together. It's just, it's, it's a lifestyle, I guess. It's, well, what do you mean? It's a lifestyle. It's just playing yeah, well, mopeds and riding, like, because yeah. that I totally agree with. Like, I get that. I you I get that. Sort of, like, there's no, there's no structure to our group. I guess is what I'm saying. Is we mm-hmm. are open to let anybody in, but there's nobody around here. I guess that's <laughs> really riding. I've well, been scouring, but are you near any towns or like like? Yeah, so. I mean, there's, I, I do know some people that live in the the city next to us, Rochester, and they, they've got some folks that ride, but there's no, there's nobody like in the 
moped community that are working on actual mopeds. It's always the misconception of, oh yeah, I have a moped and it's a Chinese scooter. So yeah. it's typically what you have. And those people are usually entry level. They don't work on the bike. They ride it till it breaks and then it ends up behind their house. <laughs> oh. and... Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, that's cool. And like, the only suggestion I can say is like, just for rides, at least like consistency, like that, yeah. those are the groups you always see growing. Like you meet kind of the same spot every week. That's what the cranks did for years. Uh, I know casserolers do that. They meet at the uh, yacht club every week. I mean, that's it's just a few of the groups that are consistent. Our moped church, prime example, they're once a month consistent about that. Yeah. Like down in Florida, they're kicking around, getting that going. Like that's what's so, again, awesome. It doesn't need to be every week, but maybe every other week or once a month. Yeah. And yeah, I do go on consistent rides with uh with carl and he does uh -huh. like i said he's got that plethora of bikes and whoever's usually kicking around for his friends they'll jump on bikes and ride with us but it's not you know that nobody owns them <laughs> they're, they're just there to be used publicly yeah but uh he lives right outside of uh the university of new hampshire okay so it, it's a great place to just jump on a bike and then go into a completely lit safe area to zip around and you don't have to worry about getting creamed by somebody flying doing 65, mm -hmm. but it's, we do that probably every two weeks as much as I can, whenever we get together to wrench, but it's spread oh, yeah. out. It's not like we have one place that we hang out. He'll come out near me and we're 45 minutes apart. <laughs> so that's, so you guys got some dedication then is what you're saying. That's yeah. rad as hell, dude. Like... I bring bike to work and then leave from work and go to him and, you know, got a little carrier on the back of my RAV4. Hell yeah. Speaking of which, I got to figure out, I don't, I was thinking about bringing a bike. I'm going to the zero swap meet. Like, hopefully a lot of you listen to this as I'm rolling down the road tomorrow. Um, I, I have a carrier that I've had for like four years that I've had to <laughs> kind of re-weld, reinforce, re-weld, reinforce. I have a bike at the zero shop. It's been there for about a year year and a half i keep on one thing leads to another i get i never get andy fucked up and now i'm gonna blame him he told me to call he was supposed to bring it to build and gather so oh, he tells yeah. me he tells me to call him on a thursday i call him then pick up then he calls me like two hour he, he goes oh yeah I, he goes no one knows what bike it is they got 300 in their shop i go okay he goes no one's gonna be here on sunday give me a call on sunday i call him sunday doesn't pick up an hour and a half later oh noah's gone but he pointed out the the running joke last year at the zero swap me was i kept on giving get bikes given to me it was kevin it was a long story but i did keep one bike that joe romano gave me and everybody kept signing it but then i bought uh maxi with the za and noah i think he's a prospect for the zeros now um he had a donor frame for it. So I have like two bikes at the zero shop. So if I don't get it sold, I will definitely maybe probably bring it home. But then I also bought uh express SR from the local scooter shop. That thing oh, is cherry. And I, I'm excited about that bike. 
Um, so when it comes to getting excited, like what, what's your weird bike you really want? Like if you, for a long time, people would say this bikes, I didn't have a fucking clue what they were talking about. Like, honestly, I saw a grand, a badness grand prix, which is for a lot of people, the ultra hard, rare bike. I mean, it's really awesome. What dose does importing all these cool, sexy, unique bikes from Europe. But like, oh, yeah. there's still the allure of like finding the ultra rare U.S. bike, and like the Grand Prix and secondary, uh, the Mondial are like couple of the rarest. I'd say top five rarest uh, bikes. I saw it one day. I'm like, dude, that's really cool. Three days later, two fell into my lap. <laughs> that's that's gotta be that's good luck. That's dumb luck. Okay, my life works like that all the time. Dumb luck. Sometimes the pendulum can swing both ways on that one. Um, like my accident this summer. Uh, fender wrapped over the tire, flew over, head over the handlebars, broke my collarbone, right in front of a cemetery. People are yelling, do we need to call an ambulance? And I'm just like laying there concussed, knocked out. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> be a good idea yeah be a good idea i guess it wasn't it wasn't the broken collarbone that hurt it was a fucking road rash oh wear long sleeves people i can't stress that enough yeah Um, man how hot it is i'm wearing i wear a leather jacket dude i'm such an asshole i still have a hard time (laughs) doing that um but like if you right now what's a bike that i obviously got your hobbit now you got your um but what's what's a weird bike you've been kind of craving for a bit? So I've always, you're looking for, but you're not looking for. I've always loved a couple of bikes that we didn't really get. So like the, but I mean they're all they're all Pooks, they're all E50s. It's all the same old bread and butter that I got. But I'm really into the Rider Macho, like the super ones with all the fairings on absolutely everything it's got the little triangular fairings on the on the shocks the real tall chopper seat they came in white and they came in black but i've got a bunch of fairings on my uh my maxi and i didn't somebody had given them to me before i knew what they actually came off of and then when i saw the original bike they came from i was like i need one of those but you know people can piece them together but i don't think we really got them here off and then they've also got the weird versions of like the magnum where they they've got like the arizona and the montana and the big chief and yeah just got fun colorways and cool decals but it's essentially just different versions more probably more detailed versions of magnums and i've always meant to like there's only so many hours in the day but right. i've always kind of meant to ask like why are they na- like I don't know anything about them? Yeah. Or like, are like the Pook Grand Prix? I saw. What a was picture the allure of, of a, a bike that's named after an American state? Yeah, because there were a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and they weren't sold here; they were sold there. Which would be yeah. I just it's that whole. I think it might have been, and it still kind of goes on today. The allure of you know cross the seas and stuff yeah. like that like yankee blue jeans yeah 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 or like you know everybody loves like eastern europe metal i mean like right. you know what i'm saying like it's just 
the difference in cultures. You, you can't you enjoy what you can't have more. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I th- I would like to know a few things. Like, what happened to the Pook factory? Like, I don't know. Like, any of the molds, you know, the dyes, yeah. all that stuff. Like, what happened to it all? Well, I can tell you, I have, <laughs> I don't have any part dies but i do have an advertisement plate that was meant for local newspapers that's like describing pook maxis for sale to go down to your local dealership it was a a gift my girlfriend got me this uh christmas but um, dude that's a fucking yeah i'm an awesome so i'm probably gonna make a little press and try to make an ink blotter and make prints of these and try to sell them but i'll have a it's i'm pretty sure it's an advertisement from the uk she got it off ebay from the uk but it's advertising the basic maxi and one of the coolest parts is that it's like you know for less than the price of two cigarettes you can fill the gas tank and i thought it was (laughs) not that they're using cigarettes as a unit of measurement dude but haven't we all been there where this is prison i've never been to prison but I understand prison math and I understand like how much like a chocolate milk can be worth. I'm just saying, I don't know. That's max the economy. Dude, that's fucking the price of two cigarettes <laughs> and a half a Snickers bar now. You know, inflation. What can I say? Yeah, I'll have to get making those prints soon. Dude, yeah, that's awesome. Um, have you ever seen Alexander from the NARPs? He does a lot of like cool print stuff like go look up the narps on instagram like i'm not gonna volunteer him to help you out but like he's uh he's got some really cool stuff going on with uh prints and stuff like that yeah i um i actually screen print in my basement and i don't know if you had seen but i was selling like t-shirts and sweaters and stuff just making taking the boy lord logo and printing stuff but that took off too man i sold those all over the country so you're gonna Dude, see random warlord shirts all over the place, but I believe um, Josh and yeah, Josh Bates and Aaron Bailey took them over overseas when they did the GP. Awesome, yeah. So, brought a little bit of the warlord name. Heck yeah, over there. dude. Dude, that's awesome. And like, how are you at shipping? Because I am terrible at shipping, and I'll be oh, the first. Money off of I didn't expect to make any money off of that stuff. Like I to ship them, I was very transparent. You know, I was charging like twenty dollars a shirt, twenty, twenty-five dollars yeah. a shirt, and it would cost about fourteen at the end of the day after yeah. every so it, it's not what it was about. I just wanted no, to No, you know, but I'm just saying, like, how yeah. are you are you good at getting stuff out the door to ship? Oh yeah. I'm so, terrible. I still have my secret Santa stuff. Don't worry. The person in Portland who works at a shop, you're going to get hooked up. It's going to go out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I've been saying that, like been saying that for a week. Cool, people got those cool desktop weights with the little label printer, and you can do it right there, right off their, your desk. Man, that's the best. <laughs> but I have the post office right in town. It's only like 10 minutes away. You know, yeah, I don't even have a good excuse. Right. Like It's three minutes away. I'm just... Hey man, for me to get out of the shop for a couple of minutes is a reason I will take to get out of the shop for a couple of minutes. <laughs> um, what was I going to say now? But yeah, dude, like, and that's the tough thing about like 
shipping and like shirts and stuff like that. Like, yeah, dude, it's Merch you're not you're not making shit. You're not making shit on no. that. Like, no. unless a, you know, fine. you should make some money. I mean, your time is worth it. I mean, it is. But I mean, the other thing is, I'm not doing like full production stuff. They're hand pulled. So everything that I well, I mean, in its own right, someone could say those are artisanal. You know, they're worth more, but. No, I hand pull them. I do them in a couple of minutes. I use Gildan shirts. You know, I'm doing it all economy. I'm not going to, I don't like paying top dollar for stuff that isn't great. So I'm not going to charge somebody. But then again, that's me thinking of as the average Joe and not from my perspective as I'm worth more. I don't, I don't like that. If you want it and you like it, I'll get it to you affordably. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing about it. Like, you're again that's a, you're doing it really smart i'll say this you're new to the community people hopefully like five more people will know who you are but you're not trying to like come in like oh 40 dollars for this t-shirt like yeah dude you're doing it awesome you're doing it right um you're not me and like trying to charge 50 like and i'll still say this a freaking bin plate is 70 is be, should be worth at least 50 to 70 bucks I had somebody getting all pissy with me in Minnesota because I, he wanted me to give him a vim plate off a of Hobbit. I'm like, fuck what? you. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then he was trying to like, this is Troy. He was trying yeah, to like, he's trying to tell me that's not very moped of me. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, buddy. I mean, in the beginning, I didn't really understand how like, you know, that's not very moped of you. Like you were saying, in the beginning, I was thinking, well, I have this item and it's worth this and that's what I want for it. But you get into the community and you realize that you can help a lot more people by just spreading it out. And nine out of ten times, it's stuff that you didn't really pay for or you got a good deal on. And it's yeah, I'd rather see somebody else use it. But you're right. With VIN plates, no way. I, they had VIN plates on Treatland a little while ago, a couple of years ago, and they were there for like a day. And they were gone yeah. immediately. Yeah, for, if anybody uh, wants some Hobbit 50, VIN totally plates, ones, yeah. man, the fact that you can take one and just stamp your own VIN into one, that's nuts. And in New Hampshire, all you need is a bill of sale to register a moped, and it costs $6.50. They changed the laws. Like, you're a resident. So, like, I'll, I don't know how at all it is because Minnesota is pretty damn easy. Yeah. For me to get them, I'm not offering my fucking service to anybody, so don't ask me. But in Minnesota, it's very easy to get a title, especially if you have a DMV that's cool. I used to have a cool DMV, but then everybody left, and now I got a bunch of just not cool people. Then I found one up in New Hope. Great people, funny as hell. But all you have to do in Minnesota the bike can't be registered for seven years. Four pictures. You have to have some type of insurance uh, to to get the uh, title. In like six weeks, four weeks, you get a title. It's beautiful. Oh, what's beautiful is in New Hampshire, you walk into the DMV with it. You need an appointment. Uh, ever since COVID, they kept that where you have to make an appointment. It used to just be walk-in. But... I walked in with a bill of sale and my ID, sat down, got up after two minutes of waiting, went over to a counter, 
paid a woman six fifty, and she handed me a plate, and then I was legal. <laughs> and that was that's, it. That's a good thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just mopeds, people. Like, yeah. But um, there's no need insurance. You know, there's no ins- obviously no inspection or anything like that. It's pretty <laughs> nice. And then they insurance the is a good thing. I'll say that. Feel bad for everybody using the Vermont loophole when they close that. Yeah, that uh that and even that, like I think Maitland brought it up. There's some weird actually there's some weird law that um all states follow but two. I think Tennessee doesn't follow it and some other state, maybe Nebraska or Wyoming, but like all laws that are applicable at this in your state of residence will then apply to the state you're visiting. So like if you have a state that doesn't require plates and you're in a state that requires plates, you're not going to get in trouble if you have a valid ID. Like that was my understanding of it, except for 10, I don't know. Ask Maitland. He knows the laws are the rules, not the laws, the rules. I've always wondered that if I go somewhere that requires a horn and I don't have a horn or something dumb like that, you know, yeah. does that really matter? I, I have to buy. You know, it might because when I was on Baker's two years ago, uh, the cop asked me for the horn. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> still get pulled over. That's that's the key. Yes, fly like the wind, bullseye. Don't stop. Exactly, my guy. But uh, I hate to do this. I am tired. We were having great conversation. Um, I need to get up at. F- I need to get up in like six hours. God damn it, no um, dude! I gotta have you back because it's just good to bullshit with another dude. I love. I love the fresh blood. I love the energy. I love the excitement. Um, and now I'm just like rambling because I do that. Oh yeah, we're, we're both feeling pretty burnt out at this point in the night. Oh yeah, dude, Matt. I'm just trust me. It's been not a good week at work. Um, nothing, nothing because of me, but just like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I know you put yourself through. I know, I know what they what they do to you. Yeah. All right, Matt. Uh, it was rad having you on. Thank you so much, everybody, for the support. I hope anybody who was at the swap meet. Uh, I hope I hope you ride bikes in the zero shop this year. Andy is putting rules in now. There's no vaping or smoking indoors. But I remember years we've rolled mopeds through the indoors. So, Andy, I love you. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I can't wait to see everybody this weekend. Um, And don't forget, Matt, mopeds are dumb. Later.